Yes, you're gonna have people turn their backs, but it's time for us to keep talking. Just keep talking that real, bro. Do what you do, I know what you do, so keep doing that. Talk the real. The HBI lads will see you now. See you now. I don't want to cause no problems. Mm-hmm. I just want to live my life, but I keep... HBI Podcast, Health, Business, and In Between. And we are back. It's the dynamic duo today. It is the physio and chiro, so we definitely can get along. And today, we're talking to all things natural healing. I think we, well, depending on what order the podcast come out, I think we led this one in the other week, but we really wanted to spend a little bit of time on it today because natural healing is very poorly understood from a gen pop point of view and then from a i guess manual therapist or a you know professional point of view it's very biased in what people attribute it to and there's those that i think sit there and go you know natural history says that everything just fixes itself and then there's as always people on the other side that thinks the body is a redundant machine that can't do anything and often or as always i would say the truth probably lies somewhere in the gray zone so Mm. with that in mind betty boy do you want to lead us in here let's 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 frame out natural healing so what are we talking about so look i definitely should have touched up on my stages of healing and the actual physiology that happens at the stages of healing so but however we'll give this a crack but um, listen, before we before we jump, remember we're talking if you if you want to have a look at the actual what cells are doing what in general times you could definitely go to a, a physiology book let's talk conceptually today yeah so natural healing in my opinion uh the you know there's some damage to tissue uh, there's an inflammatory process that precedes it. And then that is the initiation of a, a cascade of healing responses uh, that happen within the body. And obviously the aim of the, of the body is, is to survive. And in order to survive, you need to have, you know, low levels of inflammation, appropriate levels of inflammation after trauma or damage, which then will stimulate a healing response, which creates a regenerative and rejuvenated tissue. So the function of those cells can continue as designed and, you can continue surviving. Um, obviously, optimal survival and optimal living and, and you know, just scraping by are, are two very different things. But in terms of what we deal with, we obviously, as musculoskeletal practitioners, uh, we see people with, with pain and injuries. And most times it is musculoskeletal pain. So we're talking uh, bone, cartilage, tendon, uh, different types of connective tissue, yeah, um, muscle, like ligament, joint capsule, whatever muscles, ligaments, whatever, any type of musculoskeletal tissue or as I just named. Now, each of these tissue types has, has different, different neurological input and different vascular input. And end of the day, you know, you just look to a textbook and you go, well, what is the kind of vascular supply that cartilage has versus what is the vascular supply of a muscle tissue? So vastly different. So I, th- I believe that if you, be- if you understand foundationally what kind of vascular supply and, and neurological input to a tissue um, it will dictate a it, its healing ability and b obviously um, the quality of healing the rate of healing and if it heals at all and that as we spoke about a little bit off, off off podcast was like well if we're talking about healing is it true healing is it like you're now adapting to that problem and now you're working your life and movement around that problem um anyway i think that's a good place to start nice he's busting jump in yeah like listen i think there's a couple of things right like so first and foremost we understand that natural healing is an innate process right like it's not like you have to be like all right injury there hey brain 
it's going to get you to signal some things on here. Like it is this idea of, you know, traditional Cairo loves, you know, the power of the body, the power that made the body heals the body is the big chant that comes out. You know, this idea of everything comes from above, down, inside out, and that there is a process that goes with natural healing, right? What it gives us, obviously, for our clients is expected healing times. And also, I guess, expected times where we might say conservative care has quote unquote failed, which we talked about recently. With that said, though, and this is the discussion we were having before we need to understand that like natural healing is not meant to be or is it always perfect right like mm. you said the body's sole purpose is the survival right like your you know your brain's trying to keep the meat wagon rolling if it has to do this through high adaptive processes where it, hey you know we're going to shunt force over here for this next 15 20 years we're going to move you know change posture here we're going to load ligaments there it will do that because at the end of the day survival is better than perfection Mm-hmm. And if natural healing just fixes everything, like some people on the uh, internet would like you to believe, then why do we have chronic issues, right? Like, why do people have you know, arthritic changes, all these things, if the body has apparently, according to some, this ability just to fix everything at all times without intervention? And so, you know, as one of my favorite, I guess, ideologies that ever came from one of my colleagues was the idea that that everybody whether you are massage myo all the way through to neurosurgeon is working with this innate intelligence of the body to create healing our role is just to facilitate it to make it faster better and to minimize the adaptation so you know if someone's going to break if they have torn through arteries veins the surgeon's going there reattaching things that's obviously a much better position for the body to then go and heal than if they were left apart. Mm -hmm. When someone comes and sees myself or you, Ben, and they have joint issues, they have muscular issues, you know, our goal is to create movement, to create neurovascular flow, uh, and to give them loading that will help beat natural history, if that's the thing, or, Mm -hmm. and at the same time, create a better healing response. So as much as possible, we're going back to 100%, Whereas often what I believe is that the body, you know, if it was used to be at 100%, it's now trying to get 100% of your 70%, right? So you've lost 30% of potential and your body's just going to do its best. Hmm. Rant over. Yeah, I think um, what you said there is very important and people might be questioning that last part. Well, what is 100% of that remaining 70%? look yeah. like and why is there only 70% left out of the 100%? It's like, well, end of the day, we're, we're mortal. We're mortal. Yeah. We're, we're designed to live X amount of years. Um, organs, tissue, etc. Everything's designed to, has a, has a life expiry date. Like I tell clients, I'm like, well, wh- why does cartilage exist? Um, why do why why once you get once you have sorry, not cartilage. Why does arthritis exist, and why is it a problem, and why is it a slow degeneration and a slow deterioration over time? It's like, well. If you look at the vascular supply to the cartilage, it's either very poor or, or none. You know, if someone tears a meniscus, um, why do they always have it operated on? Or if someone ruptures their ACL, why is it almost always operated on? Because, well, naturally, it doesn't heal. Naturally, you'll get scar tissue. Maybe some people's ACLs might reattach themselves. If they're ruptured in a position where there might be still a few strands connected, obviously the body heals not with the original tissue, um, it heals with scar tissue. Scar tissue is weaker and is more disorganized and it's obviously not the original tissue. So it won't operate exactly as the original tissue does, often lacking quite blood supply. Lacking and just, on, just on that before you jump through, like this is why the greatest precursor to injury is previous injury. So it's like, if you've done that once, you're more likely than someone who hasn't to do it again. Now, before we doom and gloom this too much, we still have to respect the natural healing of the body. 
we still have to respect that people can do an injury and not do it again. And we still have to respect that even if you only have 70% capacity of your body left from birth, you'd, mu- you'd much rather use 100% than you would 50% of it, right? Yeah. So I was like, yeah. oh, he didn't agree. He didn't agree. Yeah. He's, he's happy slumming along here. Some noise was going around in the background. I was like, what the heck is yeah. that? Yeah. So like, so of course, we sort of, <laughs> like, we're, we're like health practitioners. We want people to maximize. We want to see if maybe we can recover some of that at 30% that's been lost, right? But yeah. coming back to topic, and I'll obviously hand back to you in a second, like if the body could just do it itself, then we wouldn't have these issues. Well, there'd be many people without jobs. <laughs> the yeah. whole medical profession, <clears throat> it wouldn't be near as extensive and voluminous as what it, what it is what it is today if natural healing was a thing, because you know how many people they'll put out of business? Like you, you'd barely have a need for any allied health, like hands-on treatment, sure, and nice, more preferential subjectively. Uh, you know, if we're all built like Wolverine, we all can heal, you know, quite fast. And it actually negates the need for a lot of surgeries and treatments and all that sort of stuff. So, but we're not talking about that. So we're trying to clarify some things for not only for practitioners, but also for clients. So <clears throat> I think at the end of the day, as Nay said, where our role is to and this was put really nicely when we started looking at the philosophy of chiropractors and osteopaths which is not in physiotherapy is that you are looking for a potential blockage or something that is interfering with the healing process your your job is to to identify this problem as the practitioner and to make sure that you're facilitating it unblocking if you will this blockage or or partial blockage to the body trying to do as nay said it's beautiful thing of natural healing so therefore um, in, in my opinion, depending, and this is why you need great understanding of anatomy and structures and physiology and all the rest of things, because we have many tools that can help facilitate this process. However, depending on the structure that is injured will certainly dictate A, the amount of healing that happens at that structure and B, it will dictate also what interventions are needed or necessary in order to get that person back to A, surviving and B, uh, optimally functioning yeah. as well surviving then thriving right like yeah let's get you're staying alive now you're doing well and what it also gives us as practitioners right is like little checkpoints you know if you if a normal muscle healing cycle is maybe six to twelve weeks and you've got someone who at six weeks is still doing really poorly you may want to co-manage things. You may want to look at other options. You know, if we get to twelve weeks and we're not getting, so we might be suddenly going to deeper imaging and things like that, right? Like it gives you guidance to be able to go. All right, this is off the norm. Is there something else going on? Mm-hmm. And so you have to be aware of these general times, but it also gives you a frame to be able to help someone understand. Because if someone comes into you and they've just done their meniscus, and they're like, "Sweet, so I need to be good to go in three days." You're gonna to have to be like, "Listen, the normal healing time there is like." possibly never um or like surgical intervention yeah. uh or it's you know it's it's slow we can do our best to try and facilitate function around it mm. but you need to understand what you're actually dealing with right and like anyone who tells you otherwise is essentially lying right you're almost being negligent because you're not being accurate and this comes back to that same idea we talked about the other week with about like when has conservative care failed? It's like, well, if this normally takes six to nine months and we're one month in and you're not any better, well, that's that's still on par. We're still like tracking forward. Yeah, we'd like to speed this up. But, you know, we're like a tenth of the way through. No wonder we haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So obviously being a good diagnostician, a great clinician, being able to diagnose accurately will certainly help you understand A, how long this problem will last for and B, how to communicate that to your client. And I think more more so is that 
understanding where other health professionals play their role in the healing process and the management process of, of injuries, for example, will certainly um, some some structures don't heal, so therefore they, they need a regenerative medicine. If the person willing is willing to do so, some people do need orthopedic surgery. And when that topic comes up, when you go, hey, look, this this needs surgery, obviously it's, it's shattering for the person to hear. However, it's just like, well, well, here's your options actually: a surgery, b you know, regenerative medicine, c conservative management, whatever whatever you string together for the person. But you go, well, this will take this long. This option takes this long, and this option takes this long. Based off my experience and my understanding of the healing process and understanding of where you are at metabolically, I think, which, which we should touch on, like that will also dictate the level of healing that someone might have yeah. um, and the quality of healing and at the speed of what the healing will happen. Um, but knowing your shit really well means that you you have a, a fantastic idea of the timeframes and the, and the history that might proceed. But the person that you're dealing with who is coming to you for the problem will also understand that. As Nate said, well, if the person is expecting a turnaround on, on a, a major a significant structural injury of you know 10% of what it actually might take the normal or average person, um, you, can, you can stop those problems by A, a knowing what you're doing and B, articulating that with the client. Yeah. And also you get like, if you can accurately explain and have that conversation, you're going to minimize future disability because the amount of people that, you know, drop out of care early who have failed to do the work, but usually it's a failure of communication to be like, this is going to take some time. Right. And like in both ways, if people choose to then not go ahead, like, you know, they can only, I don't agree. Perhaps I think it was someone who showed my neighbors once said that people deserve their pain. Listen, strong game. Um, but you know, like if, if if someone explains what's going on, tells you how to deal with it, and then you choose to do anything but that, well, hey, there's probably some things, you know, as we like to call it, above the atlas that need to be looked at before we go on to the physical body. In between the but, ears. But you mentioned know something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, if you're not if you're a health practitioner, you don't know where the atlas is, we need to have a chat. But um, <laughs> and that that said as well, you mentioned metabolic healing and stuff like that before. I think we need to have that whole quick wider thing about natural healing is that healing is directly related to, you know, it's always the physical, the chemical and the emotional, right? So how an athlete heals and how a mum of three young kids heals is going to be vitally different. And the options you choose for the healing pathway may be massively different because, you know, the mum may be able to get around with her ACL injury and look after her kids well enough and a surgery would slow her down. So patient preference at that time is to minimise that, whereas the athlete may want the earliest return. And based Very on personal. current research and experience, the surgery may be the faster way. So, you know, how someone sleeps, how someone eats, you know, diet, medication, all these things is going to hinder or enhance natural healing. And then the stresses within their life are going to do the same. And so that's why, you know, sessions are all encompassing. And that's why we should aim to work with people long-term because we become their like accountability. It's like, all right, we're going to work on the body. How have you been? What's been going on? Have you considered taking some magnesium? Have you looked at breath work? Have you like done this? Mm. You're doing awesome. All right, we're almost there. Now we're going to do this. Like that consistent touch point is what keeps people on the path. Same as, you know, people who jump in the gym, they do their six, eight week challenges, they get the community and your ticket boxes. And like, mm. it's trying to get that run on effect to create those habits to get the benefit. But, you know, if you're going to just be that person, you know, like, all right, gen pop mum of three that's just recently hurt her back, the best thing you could do is just to go do these exercises three times a day. We're going to do no manual therapy. Mm -hmm. We're not going to discuss any of the other stuff. Um, again, it depends on the mum. She may do well. But, you know, if they're, like, struggling with the kids at best time, you're like, all right, you need to do these three sessions. I mean, these sessions three times a day, every day for the next three weeks. 
and then you're going to do it twice a day for six weeks. Then you're going to do it once a day for the rest of your life. Each session takes 20 minutes. They're like, so they're going to next thing spend an hour just trying to do your stuff. I was like, most mums and dads, because as a this is another topic, but everyone doesn't give a fuck about dads. Um, <laughs> dads. That mom, <laughs> the, dad, the dads, dads are struggling too. But uh, no, you got to work. You earn that money, all right? We're struggling to find. Well, listen, I'm hoping one day that Chips is the breadwinner out here. I'll be, I'll be dad at home. Um, but at the end of the day, finding that hour could be a nightmare, right? So like, how are you setting that client up? Like, yeah, natural history would be this, this, this. And they're just like, all I want is to lay down, get someone to like work on me a bit, support me and go, hey, here's some stuff you can do at home. I'd love you to do it more often than you don't do it. You can definitely do it daily or more, but just do your best. If you want to tick it off, great. If you don't, if it's too much let me know as I, as I say to all my clients it's not like a bottle of wine just because you opened it doesn't mean you have to finish it like you got two minutes do two minutes just everything's about slow accumulation of pointing in the right direction right yeah we're and trying to, yeah, you're trying to gateway it. drug them to crack yeah. using exercise right it's just like i'm going to take you from hating moving and give you these little bits of like here's a little weed now here's a little bit of uh, whatever the next drug is. Now it's like, now let's get you on the crack, which is hardcore exercise and amazing results, right? Like we're just trying to like keep that moving and you're trying to support them to understand. But if you're like, if you're not going to recognize natural healing, but you're also going to not recognize that it's not always going to be complete. And then you're not going to take into the parameters of the individual. Well, are you really a health practitioner? Yeah, well, I think there's a, <clears throat> a spectrum of how good of a health practitioner are you? Because um, end of the day, like, like I tell everyone, like I look around my rooms, there's posters all around anatomy charts, joint charts, your nervous system, the vascular system, in fact, whatever. Because look, you know, most people here, we're all, most people are born with two arms and two legs. Yeah. And for those who, who are, and even for those who don't, un- if you go under the skin, we all look quite similarly. So therefore, you know, Nate's got an AC joint and so do I. He's banged his up 14 times. I haven't done mine once. So therefore, they're going to, we're, we're, end of the day, we're both both males, similar age. However, take into account, you know, everything else. Now, I like that you just made me about 10 years younger, but uh, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I look old anyway. <laughs> um, but in the, the day, you've got, you got to take that in consideration. Like, well, where's this person at? Goals, training age metabolic health he's about to have another gear he's running a business etc etc if you do not take into account those factors in the person's life it, it, your management of them will be subpar and at the end of the day obviously if you're running a business and you're looking at high client retention then obviously that is going to drop out with you your just if you if you miss those crucial things of what structures damage how is this person going to manage a doing rehab or b financially find the resources to do see this other health practitioner or try these methods then i think you've really you've really missed the boat on on that best sort of outcomes for that client and that um it, like and as as you've mentioned before like is that client better seeing you than not so i think that if you are looking to be a great health practitioner and really influence people and create great great outcomes for people it certainly pays to be you know that hard ass at times we with the right type of client and as i said being soft with the other type of client because at the end of the day if you're trying to create behavioral changes you're not going to go all right this person's never never been in the gym like i had a guy today like an ac lateral clavicle fracture four months ago shoulder still sore etc etc misdiagnosed at the start mismanaged i'm like bro have you ever been to a gym 99.9% of my clients go to gyms he's like no i'm like well i usually build strength and conditioning programs for a gym do you have any equipment at home i got a couple of dumbbells i'm like are you going to use those dumbbells he goes no <laughs> 
I go, well, these, these are your options, A, B, and C. I'm like, if you were to get a gym membership, which was going to help your shoulder and get you back to playing Gaelic football, would you consider getting a gym membership for three months? He goes, yeah, I've, I've been thinking about it. If that means I'm going to get better, like it, will, it definitely will help. But you got to have those conversations around behaviorally where people are. Like, like you're not looking for drastic behavioral changes for these people. I think we also need to wrap it up there. I think we can continue yeah. talking on this topic. This is a big topic. We haven't even got into the nuts and bolts of it just yet. Yeah. But listen, but I think that's where we want to start, right? Just the understanding of like understanding natural healing, using it to help minimize disability, to help people better understand understand their healing and what they're going to need to do, but also understand for yourself how different factors may delay or speed up healing, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're making like all of your recommendations for care uh, and what you're doing is using the primary ingredient of what we used to call hopium, I'm just going to hope, hit it and hope. Right, um, right. Yeah. If that's what you're using, like, again, that's, that's, it's a hard time. It's a hard life and you're probably not getting great results. So, you know, we all have to learn. We all have to get some experience to be able to make these conscious choices. But if you have these guidelines, you know, that everyone's taught in all our programs, this is the normal expected outcomes. Well, sweet. That's what I'm going to start basing things off. And I'm going to see if I can get you to go faster. But we know that we're probably expecting this. So listen, I hope that's really made sense. I hope you've enjoyed that. And I hope you got something from it. We are very open to some chats on this one because I think there's a lot of different viewpoints and I'd love to hear from those, from those that may disagree or may have you know a slight variant of how we feel about it. But as always, if you did get something, please screenshot, throw it up and leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast because it helps us get the message out and most importantly really helps students coming through feel more empowered as they get into the professions. So... Thank Make sure awesome. and remember under promise and over deliver is always a great place to start. Thanks for listening guys.